This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back to Talkville, folks. Uh, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast where each week we go back, way, way back, and we watch each episode, every damn episode of the show that changed our lives and perhaps your lives too. We review the shows. It's been a lot of fun. I hope you're having fun. Ryan, hello. Hello. Good to see you. Good to see you too. And yes. Good. Welcome back to this new Talkville sign with uh, brand new, spanking new. Batteries. Eight AA batteries. <laughs> and now it glows so you can see it. <laughs> it glows. I'm going to have to get Tom hey, one. So I got to tell you, a lot of people have been asking me online, social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram. They all want to know when I'm going to get my sign. You don't even go online. Are they? Are they really? Oh, I don't. Tom no, Welling, I don't. folks. Give it up for Tom <laughs> Welling. Tom, good to see you, my buddy. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. This is a very exciting episode because it's all about Lex. Yeah, it is. It is all about Lex. By the way, congrats on your little man. Uh, his first day of kindergarten. Yes, yes. First day. He's uh he he cried because he didn't want to leave, and that's a good thing. Oh, well, tell him to get Wait, used okay. to it. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to call in and leave your questions for this week's episode, make sure you get some in for future episodes. Our hotline. <laughs> then it's too late. It's too late. 213-538-2883. That's 213-538-2883. Some great questions. Um, also, people have, online have been asking me. I do go online and I check messages. I read them even though I don't respond to them, all of them. <laughs> Um, but some people are like, when is a good time to leave a question for an episode? Well, ahead of time. <laughs> Before, like, now, like we're, yeah. I, I don't know what episode this is, but we're at least four or five ahead of what's aired already. Exactly. Just so just to ruin the, the best thing you can do is go out. ahead a few episodes and, and watch some and then send like five different questions or something, leave separate messages or something. I don't know. Um, of course we want you to, we love all the support. We love our patrons. Go to patreon.com slash talkville to support us, to support the podcast. We, we probably already would have quit if not for that already, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for patron. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we want to just say thanks to all of you for supporting the show and also to follow us. Make sure you follow us and write a review. It truly helps the show when you write a review. We get bumped up in the ratings. So if you like the show, rate it. Uh, follow us on at Talkville Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, and Talkville Pod on Twitter. A fan sent this. I don't have the name right now, but I think this is pretty damn cool. Do you see this, Tom? Carve this out oh, of wood. Oh, I like Maybe I should put that on my wall. It's, it's kind of small. It's, it, I don't know if it's fit in your wall, but you know, that, that might be good instead of the Rocky poster. Could be. I mean, upgrade, right? I'm, yeah. I'm also saying you guys with, got pillows too. Got the, oh, this Jesus. pillow appeared. Uh, you know what? That was a, 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 a listener, uh, a very yeah, loyal sure. listener. Leanne yeah, made sure. pillows. Leanne's also yeah, on the right. back. So there you go. Thank you, Leanne. I think we need to get John Glover to knit us something. Ooh, a quilt. Of course he knits. What can't he do? Exactly. <laughs> he does everything. Oh Without further ado, let's get into season one, episode 14. This one's called Zero. Got a lot to say about this one. Uh, I really enjoyed watching this. I, I, you know, had forgotten about it, but it was fun to see Lex in his element and seeing all these different sides of him and what he's really up to. And a lot of one-line zingers. I wrote a lot of them down. Oh, good. Maybe, um, maybe I can read my handwriting. I'm not sure, but... Um, and Parker Lewis. I mean, come on. You can't lose Parker that. Lewis can't lose. He was on the show. Uh, the title was Zero. It aired March 12, 2002. The director was Michael Cattleman. I thought he did a wonderful job with this episode. Cattleman was great. He ended up directing a bunch of episodes and then not coming back. And he was one guy I actually became friends with. And he just went on to bigger, better things. I mean, he just was so good naturally. He knew what he was doing. He was, knew what he was, was doing for sure. Yeah. Writers Al Goff, Miles Miller, and Mark Verheiden. Guest star Corin Nemec are 
whatever happened, or uh, Parker Lewis can't lose as Jude Royce, Cameron Die as Sam Phelan, Eric Breaker as Roy Rothman. Synopsis. Roy Rothman arrives to Smallville to harass Lex and get vengeance for his sister, whose fiance died at Club Zero three years ago. Meanwhile, Chloe Sullivan researches Clark's adoption and Lana Lang prepares for the reopening of the town. A lot going on in this episode. A lot going on. Uh, The opening scene on Lex suspended upside down and being tortured. To give you a little bit of uh, insight, that was one of the worst days of my life. (laughs) Because you're not supposed to have someone upside down for that long. And it's my head, if you, if you notice the size of my head, it's <laughs> all the blood was rushing there. They left me upside down for 10, 15 minutes. And I, I, I almost died. I found out later that you could that you could have major problems, which I probably have issues because blood vessels burst. I mean, it was so uncomfortable you could hear me talk it sounded like i was sick like, so like, well, wait a minute we did a lot of we did a lot of wire work and stuff and i had really great stunt doubles who would they would step in and be like he's done bring him down time's up they'd be watching the clock they didn't do that for you no and you want to hear something else <laughs> my stunt man stunt guy there's the fall which we'll get into at the end of the episode where i fall into the couch off the top yeah. of the uh, zero club three two one he doesn't go and oh. we we stop and go, hey, is everything all right? He goes, I, I, I can't do it. What? I can't do it. He you froze. Can't do your job? He, he, he <laughs> said, I, I can't I can't do this fall. I'm going to kill myself. I'm too scared to do this fall. I can't oh. do it. Well, I'm glad he spoke up. That's good. And he didn't he didn't do it. So we had to get someone else to come in and do that and shave their head and do it. That day? That day. Or I think they ended up shooting it like later that night, or they got another stunt guy that came in, shaved his head, put makeup on, and boom. It was uh well, it was kind of crazy. Second, that that second guy must have been happy because you know he was like, mm, how much are we talking about here? Yeah. And you know what's <laughs> funny? Is this guy who couldn't go off and jump off this thing, fall, you know, do a yeah. somersault or whatever. I remember he did do a stunt where we're going like 55 miles an hour in a limo and he just opens the door and jumps out. He jumped out and bumped his head. And I'm like, you could fucking do that, but you can't (laughs) jump off a little. It was crazy. He had balls, but like, I I think he just froze. We all have those moments in life. True. We flash back three years ago to Club Zero and see Lex entertaining an engaged girl named Amanda with a night out. The VIP Yeah, I love it. By the way, a lot of one-liners here. I love it where Lex is like, yeah, she's engaged and continues. Like, <laughs> like he doesn't even Lex never skips a beat in this whole thing. And again, this is another episode where Lex does everything himself. He's got all the money in the world. He doesn't even have a best friend or a best a best friend henchman who he can trust, like a guy in his corner. You don't bring anybody. No security. <laughs> well, nothing. kind Lex of just fa- gonna Phelan, Phelan. You know, Phelan's kind of got to help me out. And uh, but bit. yeah, Lex is sort of taking care of things by himself. And I noticed that in this episode. Uh, and by the way, when he says fiance, she's got a fiance. I think he was just meaning like, hey, I'm not hitting on her. She's got a fiance. But you took it as she's got a yeah, fiance, and I'm still going after her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there was no apology. No, I got that too. I think that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. What? What? That not, o- just- not only is she with me, she's engaged, and she's going to be with me later. No, I didn't. You got that? Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't get I, that. I, I, no, I think that's like a like a subtle like. Come on, man. Character building thing. That's like, yeah, this is this is what you do. You don't. Hmm. Lex doesn't care. Right. Why? Why would Lex even say that she's got a fiance? Like, why there's a Lex reason have he boundaries? says it. All right, what do you guys think? <laughs> Apple teenies for everyone. They catch. Oh, that was, by the way, worst line of the episode. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Worst oh, yeah. line of the episode. Two Apple teenies. <laughs> Stat. Okay, I'll shut up. Go ahead. Two Apple teenies dosed on the Apple tinies. They catch Jude, Amanda's fiance, flirting with other girls in the VIP section. This enrages Amanda, pisses off Jude, who thinks Lex planned this, which I think he did. I, it sure looked like Maybe. he did. I mean, he, he said you did. The two fight on the dance floor where Lex gets stabbed by Jude, and in return, Jude gets shot down by security Max Kasich, I think his name was. Or did he? The infamous Club Zero shooting mentioned by Roger Nixon in X-Ray and Lex's private doctor in Hug. See, that's the doctor that he goes to. Yeah, I just caught that too. Yeah, right? I thought that was pretty cool. I I wanted to see him again. Hey, Lex, looks like you're up to no good again. (laughs) Okay. That dude I, was a character. If anybody needed to come back to the show, it's that guy. <laughs> that I have so I, many I wish, questions. I wish he was just there in the background at one point smoking a cigarette and being like, I got you. Oh, that would have been great if he was at the club just like somewhere. 
Yeah. In present time, it turns out the man torturing Lex is the very same deceased Jude. Or is, or is he? he? Cut to one week earlier at Smallville High, we learn about an assignment where students have to interview and document each other. Chloe is assigned Clark. Out of this whole school, Chloe is assigned Clark. Clark is assigned Lana. Well, let's just, you know, that's what happened. Lana is at the talent prepping for reopening. Jude Royce interrupts her to ask about the open management position and then starts <laughs> to ask about the involvement of Lex Luthor. Yeah, he wasn't shy at all. Like, leaning up on everything. I, I like the way that Kristen played Lana just to like a little like, okay, you're a little weird, but okay, all right, you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, I thought everybody did a really good job in this episode acting-wise. I thought you had some great moments. You seem very – your best moment, we'll get to it, but it's the moment with Chloe where you say, why do you have to, you know – come into my life and like just do all this research or whatever i was like that was great your acting in that scene was top effing notch dude if we go well, back to that, we'll, that we'll bit where you that. uh you get you guys were figuring out everyone's like place that was like a one like that was another like uh one take thing where the camera was just yeah. sort of following you and it went up the stairs like you guys went up like three flights of stairs in that one shot mm-hmm. yeah so so one of the overall things i'll say about this episode is and this is a cattleman thing is um he loved the Wonners uh, even more than Beeman, and Beeman loves the Wonners. Yep. The Cattleman, like, not only did he, he, he didn't just be like, this is a Wonner, he would walk you through it before you did it. And there's a lot of things up and down stairs where, you know, Allison's height, Sam's height, and my height are very different. And if what I was seeing is me adjusting behind them at all times, if you go back and watch it, so I'm like, like quick, taking quick steps or slowing down because I'm trying to stay there. They look very and, natural. No, thank you. Max's Max Lex's bodyguard shows up in Smallville to warn him that he's been seeing seeing the supposedly dead Jude who is seeking the truth. Lex arrives at the town to check on things, and Clark shows up to meet with Lana. Lana, upset, tells Lex an old friend of his warned her to stay away from him. Now, a lot of these in, in this episode, there's definitely some of a lot of Lex kind of like lying, but for you know to keep everybody out of it. Like I'm, I've got to do this on my own. And he's just, he's like, you know, he finally comes clean and, and tells Clark eventually, but he's like, you know, he's like, I, I can't, I got to deal with this on my own. It's just too dangerous. Maybe. What did you get from yeah. that? Well, I mean, it, it's not that Lex lies. Lex just says something else that's relevant to change it. And he's dealing with a bunch of teenagers. So he has the upper hand. Yeah, I guess he does. I guess teenagers are going <laughs> to sort of go and in, buy into it. As he's leaving the town, Lex's car radio system gets tampered with, and Clark uses X-ray to help him disarm the blaring music. Surprisingly, Lex didn't say, how did you know where to look? No. <laughs> no. No. Maybe. And, maybe and nobody t- said, nice new car, Lex. Because I think that was a new car. You know, later on, Lex comes in on his car and the song, and he has music blaring. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was kind of like stupid. You should have had no music to juxtapose the really loud music that was on before. That's not like him. I don't know. I just, I just thought that. I was like, but you know, you can't change things. Interesting choice for music, I guess, because yeah, it, it wasn't was like, good. No, it was bad. It was I, bad check, music. Check under the check under the dash. Check under the dash. Looks like I uh, attracted a crowd. Some of those extras. <laughs> there was one guy going like this. <laughs> I was like, you know, some reactions could have been a little bit better, a little Vancouver bit more Vancouver extra pool. Yeah, and I don't think people, if someone's music's blaring, no one stops. They just look, sort of like, what the F? And they keep walking. They don't just yeah. gather around and go, look at this guy's car. <laughs> Back at the Kent farm, Chloe shows up to get info on her assignment. Because Clark wasn't there, she begins her interview with the Kent parents poking into Clark's adoption. I thought Jonathan and um, Martha did a great job in this. Chloe was really good at just hammering them. And, and they were just kind of their mouths agape, not knowing what was going on and what they should say. I just love seeing John and Annette together playing those characters. They just, they're, they're so, they're such a team in, in every moment. And they, you know, they just, it's a, it's a good example of a solid foundation of a relationship. Amen. This episode is sponsored by better help. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you. 
so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash if you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Later that night, Lex returns to the Talon after a call from a contractor to meet him there. Isn't that funny that a contractor asks him to meet at the Talon late at night? But anyway, we let it go. Lana and Clark are walking by, of course, and join him. Inside, they find the contractor attacked and a gift for Lex with a card that reads, Zero Consequences. The gift is Max's severed hand. I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was cool. I thought the reactions were good. I thought it was... uh, it was dark. It was dark. And I like when Smallville goes dark. I thought the best episodes were when we go a little dark. I All I could think of was, what's Lex going to do with that hand? Like, is he going to throw it in the dumpster? Is he going to call the cops? Is he going to keep it? We don't know. <laughs> Later on, you see it as a trophy. It is house. in the back of back in the Oh, that's Max's hand. At school, we find out about a grudge vendetta that pete holds against lex and the luthers for what they did to his family pete then shares a story with chloe about how clark defended him from an elementary school bully by throwing him through a door at six years old how do you how do you control i mean you think he'd be homeschooled because they'd be worried about him doing something i never thought about that you're right you're right. I mean, oh, you can't play football, but at a six-year-old, you can go to school. Yeah, you think they're <laughs> going to say, can you tell a six-year-old something? They don't listen. <laughs> Did you see that one, by the way, uh, on Instagram? It's this woman, and she's got her two kids, and she and the kids got a stethoscope, and she's like, she, she says, she's like, you checking my heart, Dr. Araya? You checking my heart, mommy's heart? And she goes, I'm checking your titties. <laughs> I thought it was the funniest thing ever. The mother's like, what the hell? Where did you learn that? Chloe shares her findings (laughs) on Clark's adoption, how the adoption agency that processed him was only open for six months, and he was there Oh, there were, he was their only case. Clark is upset at Chloe for digging. And this is the scene where I thought you nailed it. You were just like, well, you were just really like, I, I was like, wow, he's really upset. I uh, that, that scene caught me by surprise too, because I don't necessarily recall it. But I was like, oh, that's a there, there's a reaction there. And then later, not to jump ahead, but who did help? I think Lionel. Did Lionel start the, like did Lionel help? I think so. The Kents? Somebody did. We'll find I mean later. I think we find that out. Don talks about it. I don't think we find out. We find out that it only existed for so long, but we don't we don't know who, who did it. Huh. Right? In a cut back to the shooting at Club Zero, we see our old buddy Detective Sam Phelan. Those guys, that guy's got some nice big eyes doesn't he (laughs) he tells lex that he will clean it up make sure the story never leaks and he refers the infamous private doctor in recounting the story we find out lex is the one who actually shoots jude back in present day lex is confronted by the way the one thing that bothered me about club zero is during the shooting people are still dancing in the background (laughs) what are you doing as a director you everybody stops the music's too loud that's why. They didn't hear the gunshot. And there's a gun no. dead guy on the floor. It's a nightclub. People are having fun. 
people no. people take drugs at the nightclub and they sometimes they end up on the floor they're fine the next day and, and then you cut to like every other movie and tv where like the guy's in the club and he's cornered and he just shoots in the ceiling to create chaos <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> but not in smallville back in present day lex is confronted at a boxing gym at gunpoint by jude i took boxing classes by the way i, learned I was box. gonna say the boxing thing surprised me i didn't know it was you at the beginning yeah it was me i, I learned how to box i box to this day good thing clark was looking for lex because he storms in and scares away jude Clark then reveals he knows about Max and the Club Zero situation that happened years ago. Lex tells him to stay out and that some secrets are better left alone. There you go. Story of this whole series. Back at Kent Farm, Clark questions his father about the adoption agency and Chloe looked into that Chloe looked into. Jonathan shares how the process was more complicated and that there's a long road between what's sitting in their storm cellar and what's written on his birth certificate. And Clark's like, what's in the storm cellar? Oh, haven't we not gone in there yet? Then what? It's just it's just Clark's ship. I mean, I know that because oh yeah, we haven't this, we haven't seen years. the ship yet. Nobody no that that whole scene is like huh what huh? There's a yeah because I thought that too. I was like, does Clark already know about this? Mm -mm. I'm surprised he didn't question it. Hmm. Hmm. Something interesting. Hmm. Jonathan Clark investigate why the farm is so quiet and they find what seems like 100 dead cows scattered across their property. And we find out this is caused by Luther Corp dumping. This was a this was an intense scene. Great CGI with yeah. the cows, especially it's 21 years ago. I thought it was good. The emotions of Martha and Jonathan, even yeah, Lex. Yeah, sold that for sure. Yeah, Schneidy sold it, and Lex is really upset, and he's like, oh, I'll repay you. Is that how you could do it? You think you could pay everybody off, Lex? Uh, pretty much, Mr. Kent. <laughs> yes, I'm a millionaire, billionaire. Lex shows up to damage control and is confronted again by Jude, who is posing as a CEP, uh, the Center for Environmental Protection agent. Jude stuns him with a taser, and somehow he gets shot into the van, <laughs> kidnaps Lex. You think did that you, Lex did, is security who did drove him Did he hit his up. head? He probably hit his head, knowing Lex. Yeah. At the Kent farm, Martha warns Clark to stay away from Lex. Later. I, like, I like this part because they added this thing for Martha where she's like, I'm usually the one defending Lex. I like that. Yeah. You had to navigate that. With, you know, when when someone is, you know, always on the side of someone and then they're telling you not to be with that person, that's, you're kind of like, what? But you're his friend, you know, like. Yeah. Chloe arrives to the barn and apologizes to Clark for digging into his past. Before she leaves, she shares photos of the dead cows and, that she took in case they can use them for insurance purposes. Good thing one of these photos is a close-up headshot of CEP Agent Jude. Why would... Weird. Clark sees the resemblance in an article talking about his death at Club Zero and begins putting the pieces together. Clark and Chloe investigate what's happening and tie things back to an address in Metropolis. They call the PD and we find them carting a dead body out of a rundown house. Clark uses x-rays to see, x-ray vision to see that the body is missing a ha hand, making it Max Kasich. That's such a cute crossover there. Yeah, and you see the body and no hand and you're like, there it is. While in Metropolis, Clark goes to investigate the now closed down Club Zero. This is where Lex is being held hostage, tied up, and tortured for the truth. We find out the person behind this all is the contractor for the Talon and brother to Amanda, Roy. It's the contractor. You know what's funny is now that going back to what you said earlier about hanging upside down, you know, we do all these oneers. Why couldn't they do that as a oneer? <laughs> Why yeah. couldn't they hang you up and just do a oneer? be done with it yeah well ask my brain that's lost blood cells <laughs> we learn amanda what? killed herself a year ago and her brother roy is seeking vengeance you think if this incident happened three years ago they should have made it three years ago she killed herself right after it happened instead of like two years later she kills herself and i blame lex luther for that maybe that's part of the issue i don't know turns out roy found a line <laughs> cook who looked just like jude so he convinced him to tag along in his absolutely insane crusade to convince Lex he was still alive. While in Club Zero, Roy shoots and kills the doppelganger. So what did he give this guy? Extra shifts? He's like, hey, listen, if you pretend to be this other guy and help me torture and maybe murder this other person, and the guy's like, sure, no problem. Can I keep my job? Yeah, but yeah. why did he kill him? <laughs> he just said, hey, let me take this. I got this. I'll pay you later. But I guess he's a cruel son of a bitch. 
Yep. We get another flashback to the Club Zero event and find out it actually wasn't Lex who shot Jude. Instead, we find out that Amanda was the one who really pulled the trigger, killing her own fiance. So the one little thing I'll tell you about, um, Alfred Hitchcock had this quote about um, flashbacks. And unless you're doing it on purpose, you cannot lie when you show an audience a flashback because a flashback is like somehow the truth. And what they did in this episode is they showed you three different versions. So it was a play on that, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah. Um, Lex tells Roy he can't handle this truth. He can't handle this <laughs> truth and determines to kill Lex. Clark rushes in before Lex falls to his death, placing a couch to catch his fall and taking out Roy all in super speed while Lex descends. I thought that was actually hilarious. Clark's like super throwing the couch. He pushes the couch, the runs like up he didn't the have, stairs. He didn't have time to grab him and go up the stairs. He's like... I thought multitasking. I thought that was a nice I thought thing. it was pretty hilarious. And I then at the end, he waltzes in like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> and then like, again, Lex is like, if I'm Lex hasn't figured it out, this genius. <laughs> what do you, oh. Jack me, Clark? Hey, what are you guys doing here? After he lands, Clark exits and re-enters the building to cover his tracks. The episode closes with an opening night party at the Talon where Clark gives a gift to Lana and Lex arrives to thank Clark and let him know he'd do anything to protect his friends. We then see Chloe choosing whether or not to hide or keep her findings on Clark's adoption. By the way, I maybe I just forget. I know I just watched it last night. What did she find? If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, Walmart, Nike, Wine.com, Samsung, Lenovo, Sephora, and more and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just that information that she shared, or it's did she just, find more? There's some more research to do if she if she wants to do it oh. later. So she lets it go for now. Mm-hmm. Standing but down. She, but will she get into it later? Got it. Originally, Neil Patrick Harris, our l- beloved Doogie Hauser, How what? I Met Your Mother, was cast as Jude Royce. But he turned it down because he didn't want to be the puppet. The puppet doppelganger for the primary villain in the episode. How do, how, wait, how do we know that? Al Goff told me. So thanks, thanks for the offer, guys. But I don't want to be a I don't, I don't want to be a puppet doppelganger. I'm going to use that to turn down a role next time. And they're going to be like, <laughs> um, "You're not." I'm like, "Yeah, but still, I don't want to be a puppet doppelganger." <laughs> the flashback sequences take place three years ago, circa 1999. If Lex Luthor was nine years old on the day of the meteor shower, October 1989, then he would have been just 19 years old when he nearly got himself caught up in a murder investigation. Wait, are you saying that Lex Luthor had a fake ID? <gasps> he probably had the best one. Well, it was Canada. He could have got in. There are references to Central City and Bloodhaven, which are home to DC Comics superheroes The Flash and Nightwing, respectively. I this, didn't know that. Th- yeah, I didn't know that I either. They caught Central City, but I thought that was interesting. Oh, I didn't even know what the hell that was. Yeah. I just thought it was a Central City. That's The Flash. <laughs> this episode features the opening of and first appearance of the Talon Theater as a coffee shop. Highlights of this episode, there were so many. I think we talked about a lot of them. I thought the acting was really good. I thought the camera movement and the direction and the flow and the the CGI, everything really just all in all, I thought this was a really good episode. Um, I mean, there's a, at the 33 minute, nine second mark, there's a soft focus that I really enjoyed. 
but I think you're right. I think a lot of camera work, a lot of performances were fun. Um, Balin was fun to see. I love how he can get Lex out of this when there's a hundred people staring at Lex Luthor. A <laughs> hundred people say they saw Lex Luthor, but uh, apparently he wasn't there. He's got uh, very yeah. distinct features. Yes, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna remember that one. Your secret's safe with me. Uh, it's time for the hotline, folks. The Talkville Hotline. Oh boy. Um, the number is two one three five three eight two eight eight three. We urge you to leave messages and make them very short. Hi, it's Bob from Richmond. And um, why was Lex wearing that purple shirt for the fourth straight episode? Something like that. Quick, efficient. <laughs> well, you didn't know it was purple. These are our patrons. These first, uh, th- this this one. We have one patron message. Uh, this is Sophie. Hey, Tom and Michael, it's Sophie here in Australia. Uh, Lex orders an apple martini at the start of the episode. I'm just wondering what you think Clark's drink of choice would be cocktail-wise and whether you actually think an apple martini suits Lex. Uh, and secondly, with the club being called Club Zero and the whole Zero Consequences tag, what do you think Clark and Lex would both love to have done at that point in time if they had Zero Consequences? Um, first of all, the apple martinis, Clark, uh, Tom obviously didn't like that. <laughs> I mean, um, like it, you... Uh, you might not remember, but but you didn't at one point be like, I I, I just thought maybe on set you'd have been like, wait a second, Lex how about a club so, vodka club well, soda? Hold on, if we had just established we just established that Lex is nineteen years old, I think an apple teeny would be right in the wheelhouse of a nineteen year old. <laughs> so I think that's a, that's not a bad choice. All right, there you go, Sophie. Well, thank you, Ryan. There you go. Thank um, you, Ryan. <laughs> zero consequences at nineteen years old, or zero consequences. What would I do? <laughs> Um, I don't know. That's a tough question. Zero consequences. I don't know. I don't know what I do. Are you only thinking? I I probably try to just walk into some place that I probably wasn't allowed to be in at the time. Like, um, I don't know. Maybe like the Oscars, like or Uh, just something or a football game. Sneak into the Oscars or something. I would just I would just walk onto the field of a football game in the middle of the game or something because you. I don't know. Why not? Somebody just did that. Did you see that? No. At the LSU game, like some kid literally just walked onto the field. <laughs> it was really he got tackled. Yeah, like it uh, way too late. Like he just, yeah, he lasted a while. <laughs> All right, I did. I, I did see a video a couple months ago of this woman was sitting. It was a soccer game, like a football match uh, in in Europe, and like her, like I don't know, seven year old climbed over and was right on the field and just took off running and she like had to like drop her drinks and like chase the kid down and it was hilarious oh it's my very, god it's very cute the kid's just like he's going after the ball but yeah here's another question this is Hi, malachi this is malachi from Brooklyn, new york my question is for the episode zero do you think lex is telling the truth at the end with amanda jude and max all dead and even phelan dead himself who covered it up Lex is the only one who can attest to the fact. So do you think that Amanda actually shot Jude? I think that's a great question. He's Lex Luthor. Chances are he shot him. Mm-hmm. I would think that Lex probably shot him. Mm-hmm. And that's why they covered up. If Amanda would have shot him, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have they wouldn't have had to cover it up so big. They wouldn't Phelan wouldn't have had to do so much and cost him so much money. He's Lex would have been like, I didn't do it. What he was just protecting Amanda? Hell no. He did it. That's why. But she was she was engaged. He didn't want a man to throw her life away. Here's Don. <laughs> Hi, this is Dodge from Michigan, and I'm calling about season one, episode 14, zero. In this episode and a number of episodes, we see Lex trying to insert himself somewhat into the Kent family and him constantly being rebuked, especially by Jonathan Kent. I'm wondering what you all thoughts are about this as far as Lex, the character development goes. Thanks for the podcast. Bye. I think, you know, to answer your question, I think Lex is really trying. I think Lex is honestly trying to be a good person and help the Kents and, you know, and, uh, you know, Clark saved him and, you know, he's got, he feels like he owes Clark and, um, I feel like he just gets rejected and it's, you know, it hurts him. I think it ultimately leads to his demise after years of years of being just everyone saying you're like your father, you know? you're in the shadow of your father and you're you know the the apple doesn't fall far from the tree kind of thing um so i I think one thing that's clear that lex and lionel have in common is the definition of what is what is considered the truth um i think that's a i think it's i think it's a gray area for both characters um you know yeah it's what hey hey Lex, what time did you get here today? Well, Clark, the, the important thing is that I'm here now. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? we don't have to deal with what time. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
This is Ryan, <laughs> not to be not confused me. with our Ryan. There can be only Hello, one. this is Ryan from Virginia. My question is, what do you think the show would be like if it was done on a streaming service like Netflix now, where the content is a little less TV-14, where you could possibly swear and things like that? Thank you. Good question. I think it would be... I, wow. I think, honestly, it'd be a lot different. It wouldn't appeal to a universal crowd. It would appeal to, uh, you know, a niche sort of crowd that, because I think they would make it darker. It'd be, you know, a lot darker and we'd see a lot crazier shit happen. And I, I don't think it'd be the same show. And I, I, I don't think it would have worked back then. Um, if they did a show like that now, I mean, they could, it would just be a different show. Tom, Ryan? I, I you know, it's... You get this a lot of times in sports where if this guy from the 70s played now, how would he compare? You just, you can't. Uh, the show existed as it did at that time period. It certainly couldn't be the same show on a streaming service just because it would be on a streaming service. I don't know how it would be different, but it would be very, it would just be different. Um, I think there was something about Smallville that you had to wait a week to watch every episode. I yeah. think that added to it. It's um, exciting. It's more exciting to wait yeah. every week. I, you know, I'm doing that with Game of Thrones right now, House of the Dragon, or is it called House yeah, of Dragon? Know, yeah, House of the Dragon. Yeah, and uh, you know, we were talking about that. I have friends over to watch it. You, are you watching it? Yeah, we're watching. You should it. come over on Sundays and watch it with us. Okay. Yeah, we do it every mm -hmm. Sunday. So what mm -hmm. I'm saying is, when I'm watching it. I'm like, you know, part of me is like, God, I, I want to watch all eight or 10 episodes right away. But then I'd be done in two days. Yeah. And it's and like, and you can't focus. And there's, well, there's nothing to look forward to. It's like every Sunday I know for eight to 10 weeks, I have something to really look forward to a Sunday yeah. evening with friends to watch like a little movie. Yeah, HBO is good at that. Apparently Netflix is going to start doing that now. Too. I think they should. I think yeah. force people to want to watch your shows. Although there's a couple of shows that I watch like three. Yeah, I don't know. Oh God, there's some. The, the only there. time that it that it doesn't work because uh, I I I will only watch two episodes of anything because I will I just realize <laughs> I can't focus. I can't. Yeah. By know? the way, but yeah, but when ahead. I get on the plane or something, or if we're flying to Australia or to Europe or something, I would like to be able to just have it all there. Yeah. For that experience, but at home, I don't even really watch TV anyway. But yeah, yeah, you don't have time. This episode felt like a streaming. For for some reason, this one had a had more of a streaming feel, feel to it. Yeah, it was darker. It was darker, a little bit more a cinematic. A lot yeah. of pacing. Nothing yeah. stopped. Yeah, I don't think everything ever stopped. Yeah, in this, this was one. Yeah, I agree. Dawn B. Uh, hi, Dawn. <laughs> Remember, I was joking about purple. Yeah. Excuse me. Don B says, in Zero, it looks like dressing Lex in purple wasn't enough. They wanted him to turn purple, too. <laughs> now, that was filmed, and what was it like to film it? Did Michael or anyone else actually have to hang upside down, or was there some clever TV magic going on? No, I, I talked about this. No TV magic. You didn't, you didn't at one point get to set and be like, here's the thing, guys. Film me standing up and then just turn the camera over so I don't <laughs> I wish I would have thought of something. It's not like you have like hair. Like they dangling. did with the Joker and Batman with uh do you remember that? The whole thing hanging out the window and they did this really cool shot with Oh yeah. Where they they were both heads up, but one was actually twisted. That's Christopher Nolan. If you've never heard of him, he's uh he knows what he's doing. <laughs> um overall, guys, this Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's a lot of highlights. There's many more highlights. I can't think of anything that I thought was bad. There are some things that are um, a little too easy, a little too resolved. We we tend to, you know, Smallville has a propensity for resolving things very fast. Um, I know you can only do so much in 44 minutes, uh, but this was a this was good fun. I remember thinking, hey man, this was enjoyable. I the the one thing that I would say that it had to happen, but I didn't enjoy. I think they could have found a better way 
is Lex going to meet the contractor was just a little bit of a forced. It was just, he should have kidnapped Lana, put a gun to her head, had her call and say, Lex, I need you here at the talent and made it like a thing, Yeah, you know, and, and that's, but that's easy looking back on. And again, Corin Nemec did a fine job. Uh, do you remember him in Paris when we were in Paris and they were all there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah. cool. And one of the guys from that cast of Doogie, what was it? Parker Lewis can't lose. Yeah. They couldn't find him half the time. The guy was sleeping. <laughs> the guy was got drunk the he, night before. I don't know who it was. I think he was, I think it was one of those. He flew in for the event and the jet lag just was too much for him or, or who knows what. But I, the thing about the Parker Lewis was, you know, this the, our, Smallville had become successful, but this is somebody who in my mind was very famous. I grew up watching this kid. And here he is now on the TV show that I'm on. Like, I remember just being like, this is really awesome. There was a lot of that. You yeah. know, Margot Kidder, Carrie Fisher, yeah. uh, Linda Hamilton. Evans? No, Linda Hamilton. Wasn't Linda Hamilton Wonder Woman? What's her name? No, it wasn't, uh, wasn't Linda Hamilton. Shit, everybody's going to scream at me right now. Linda, Linda Carter. Carter. We were both Linda wrong. Hamilton was a Terminator, I think. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, lot of great guests. Oh, one, oh, you know, I won't mention that because that's the next episode. But you, you know, the uh, in the next episode, we're going to cover Nicodemus, the uh, just good old boy. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. You I wonder if Ryan? they told John they were going to play that. Ryan, you I don't remember to... it? Oh yeah, no, yeah, they just was singing in the car. Yeah, yeah in the yeah. truck. Schneidy's great. I'm not kidding. Schneidy's great. We used to always sing and play guitar together all the time on set. I have him and the two of us playing guitar on a lot of videos. I got to share some videos online. I, I remember I, him looking at you one time and he'd be like, Michael. And you're like, yeah. He's like, your guitar's upside down. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's how I play. And he's like, what? I know. That's how I play. I play upside down and backwards. But you know what's but he great? Said it, I just, it was so fatherly. Michael? <laughs> your guitar is upside down. <laughs> you know, uh, I had this Cadillac Eldorado that I bought for five grand. It was the biggest piece of shit ever. And, uh, I asked Schneidy if I could park it at his house because I didn't have a house at the time. He's like, yeah, he had this big house in Agora Hills. And so I, I parked it there. And uh, I'd go over there. And sure <laughs> enough, I go in his garage and I go, are you effing kidding me? It's the General Lee. And he goes, yep. you want to go for a ride? And I go, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we went for a ride. I called my brother. I was in it. He honked the horn. And Schneidy drives fast, dude. Oh, yeah. And we passed these two oh, girls yeah. and we were looking. Driver. I was like, yeah, what's up? And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> they didn't want any part of me, man. They were like, okay, we're getting to the part where it's the Rosenbaum rating system. Um, uh, this, this should be a relatively. This is the easy one. This is an easy <laughs> one for the three of us. Let's start with Ryan. Start with me. I this was a good one because I yeah it was a different one. It was bold. I would say bold as far as Smallville goes. I'm gonna give it a one point five. One point five. Yeah. That, all right. That's good. Really? Yeah. Tommy. Bold is one point five. I don't know if it was like it. I don't know the last time I I, I don't want to just like throw twos out. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was great. It's easily a two for me. <laughs> I'm gonna have to you know. It's rewatch. I could watch it again. It is good. Um, I thought everybody was good in it. Don't change your mind, right? If you if you want a one point five, don't let us sway. <laughs> well, because you. I think I've already thrown two twos out. That's the only reason. I haven't. Would you give? Would you give a two? Standalone episodes. It is standalone, standalone episodes. Would you give a two two? Uh, jitters. Jitters. I thought this was better than jitters, so Fair I'm going to give it a two with Tommy. All right. Twos and a one point five from <laughs> now. Ryan. Look who's shitting on it. This guy <laughs> Ryan is shitting on it. <laughs> I really liked it. I thought it was a good one. How many people got saved and how many died? The death and save count. Here we go. Three died. Can you name them? Uh, oh, yeah. Name well, them. I mean, it's written here. Max, Jude, and the lookalike. So. Yeah, I didn't know but, you were looking yeah. at her. I know you had the same <laughs> he's thing. Got, he's right? got, he's got One up. save, and <laughs> guess who was saved again? Lex, Lex Lehither. Um. Ryan, now it's time for Ryan's favorite scene. I've been dominating this. He's going to write down three scenes, and we will guess You're which like one two is up. his favorite. You're only two up on I don't know. <laughs> Bryce should look that up, because I think I'm way ahead. No, we tie a lot, or, and we're wrong a lot. I think you're two up. All right. Read them, Ryan. Uh, all right. Going to go the the opening in the club, club scene. That was o good. Opening uh, in the club with what? With uh, just like that whole open, the whole cold open where you walk right. in, like the whole thing, it really set a tone for it. And I think it like really like, yeah, it made the episode different. Okay. It was a Lex story. It was dark. Okay. It was twisted. It's weird. Okay. 
and then because I'm a sucker for wonders, uh, I, I nominated that scene where you guys were walking up the stairs. Uh, I would like I had to pause and go, what the hell? Uh, and then scene three is the the saving where uh, where uh, Clark saves Lex and he throws the couch underneath it slow motion and he comes and goes, what happened? What's going on, guys? I just got here. Now he's <laughs> laughing at that, which makes me think it might be the one. I'm going to say two. Number two. I, I'm going to go with one. The opening. You talk. Give me two. Cold opening. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to give it to the cold open. Yeah! <laughs> cold Why opening. Why do I always go with my instincts? <laughs> if I literally do the opposite, I would be better. Well, you're fine. You're fine. So far, we've done how many episodes now, guys? 14. This is the 14th. Uh, Ryan, I'd like to ask you a question. Through 14 episodes, yes. are you... Uh, is it what you thought it would be, or is are you surprised, pleasantly surprised? Are you? Is it worse than you thought? You could be honest here. A pleasantly surprised. Actually, actually, yeah. actually, let me put it this way. Yeah. If we quit the podcast today, would you, in your own personal life, continue to watch Smallville? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, but this is the better way to do it. Like this is, I I like doing it this way better because then I get to talk to you guys about it and I get to hear about it. Uh, and um, can you see why people? St- of course. Tuned in. Of course I can. Yeah. Do you agree that people should watch? Is it better that to watch the episode and then do this? Or Ooh. I wonder. I, I think I would think it'd be better to watch and then watch this. And then watch this, right. Uh, yeah. You know, um, my Otherwise, question you know is, if we about. rewound 21 years and mm. little Ryan was how old? 21 years ago? How old were you? What, in 2002? Yes. I would have been 14. Would you have watched it then and liked the show? Actually, why didn't you watch it then? Did you not have a TV? Uh, Yeah. It was, he was too uh, sophisticated. It was Amish. It was, uh, <laughs> he was too sophisticated. I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, I, I no, I, <laughs> uh, I just didn't. I didn't have like I didn't have friends who watch it. My dad wasn't like, hey, let's sit down and watch this. It was... Um, I don't, were we watching much TV? Can you, uh, next episode that we record, I'd like you to call your father and say, Dad, I found this really great TV show. <laughs> and I want to watch it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, have the bonding pull, pull my parents away from their did Amanda? Did Amanda comedies. watch it? Your girlfriend, did she watch it back when? Uh, I don't know. I think she did. You think she did? I think she did. Yeah. I met, uh, I became friends with, um, uh, I was playing golf with a guy one time, and, and we became friends, and, um, Weeks, months later, we all got together with our, you know, my my wife now, just my girlfriend at the time. We all got together, and his wife was very awesome and, and very funny. And and after a couple of drinks, she's like, I have to tell you, I used to have posters of you up in my room growing up. And the husband or the the they were boyfriend, girlfriend at the time, he was like, Really? Well, what do you think now? And she's like, Oh no, I'm over it now. She's like, I'm totally over you now. But back then, I was in the- <laughs> By and the was way, like, do you know mm. Stephen Amell, right in front of his wife, I will say this, he wouldn't mind, Cassandra, who's awesome. I love her. But he's like, guess who had the biggest crush on you in the day? I'm like, who? Her. And she goes, I did. I had a real big crush on you. And I'm like, really? She's like, I used to. Yeah, exactly. But still, I was flattered. I was like, you know, that's cool. Yeah. You know, it's 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 always flattering when people like, hey, I really liked your character. I really enjoyed it. It's you know, it's it's nice. Better than the it's better than the alternative. Yeah, it's like what show is in Pastor? I never heard of that. I'm like, yeah, most. Hey, aren't you that guy from Supernatural? No, I'm not. What what are you? Aren't you famous? (laughs) Hold on, let me let me pull up my biography, sir. People used to stop me and go, hey, two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. I'm like, no, that's Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) The other one, the the four names, the better looking guy. Well, at least you don't get recognized for Green Lantern. I didn't see that. I don't watch that shit. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah, he's he's good though. He's great. Yeah, I mean, do you, you know, get... I never saw Deadpool. Deadpool's great. I think you'd like it. Really? Deadpool's fun. Yeah. You know, somebody said Rosenbaum, you, you'll you'll get upset because it's just like you. <laughs> I mean, like, I could I could see I could see why someone was there. So you I'd know, be jealous. I think, put it on, download it, watch it on an airplane. I think you'll get a kick out of it. Yeah, I, I like Ryan. I think, and he's got a new, uh, this new um, documentary series called "Welcome to Wrexham." Welling, it's really up your alley. It's oh, yeah? uh, not to plug another show, but I just thought it was cool. It's Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney, my buddy from sunny in Philadelphia, and the two of them 
there was this soccer team in Wales called Wrexham, oh. and they are one of the worst teams out there. They haven't made the but playoffs. But they're like the oldest years. team, right? The oldest yeah. team, and they're like in the fifth tier in Europe. It's like championship or yeah. they're, they're five, premier, five yeah. premier leagues and all yeah. these things. They're like in the fifth tier. Mm-hmm. They're just terrible. So uh, Ryan and, and Rob bought the team. Join, do they join the team? They own the <laughs> team, and they're trying to revamp it and try to get – because this town, it's their life. They, you know, th- this team. And so it's it's kind of cool. It's charming. It's, it shows you the people in the town and the team. It's, uh, you know, I liked it. I liked it. I'll check it out. I, I Hey, guys, I can just see Ryan Reynolds showing up being like, so anyway, I bought the team. And you guys are so bad that I'm going to play. <laughs> <laughs> You're so bad. I'm going to take over. All right. Uh, I believe that is it for this episode. Uh, stick around next week as things get toxic with episode number 15 nicodemus remember the hotline 213-538-2883 remember to follow us on our socials talkville podcast on facebook instagram youtube and tiktok it really helps write a review and talkville pod on twitter we really need you we appreciate your support um we're going to be reading the names out the shout outs for the top tier patrons who give back to the show in more ways than one and we really appreciate you uh ryan always a pleasure it is fun to be here it is i I, i'm enjoying this i am too i'm glad you're enjoying that makes me feel good tommy ryan uh thank you for having me here michael as well um i really look forward to talking to your father ryan about um (laughs) you guys watch smallville together (laughs) all right let's take the discussion online let us know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials as i talked about and if you want to let us know your thoughts again 213-538-2883 make the messages short uh, always hold on to Smallville, folks. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Don't think we forgot about our top tier patrons. Go to talk, uh, patreon.com slash talkville and join Patreon today and support the podcast. We need your help. We love you. And here are the shout outs to those top tier patrons. Tom, start us out, buddy. Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Santiago M, Suzanne B, Leah S, Little Lisa, Tom T, Sophie M, Betsy D, Liliana, 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 A, Abhai, Abby P, Abby P, Chris, Chris F, F, Kimberly, Kimberly e. e, Jeremy V, Michael H, Ray H, Karen M, Danielle B, 99 more, Liliani, Lilani N, God damn, <laughs> Catherine P, Brett G, Super Sam, always hold on to Smallville. Jeff E, Estevan G, DJ Kento, Garrett W, Just JTR, Kimberly L, Teresa, Justin S, Tom N, Tony V, Rodolfo V, Jason W, and Osama A. Nancy D, Brian G, Sarah W, Megan H, Artoon K, Justin T, and Lucy O, Grape Jelly 817, Jeremy G, Amanda R, Brandy S, Teddy 127, Michael P, Ryan R, and <laughs> this is your favorite, so I'm going to let you. Grumpy-itis. Jordan M, <laughs> Hillary B, Matt S, The Blur, Craig G, Christy R, Polly Anna, Karen P, Derek G, Jorel, Richard S, Heather and Greg, Nico P, Chase and Ramona, Brian H, Kelsey T, <laughs> Jason M, DJ C, Georgina B, Eric K, Kevin E, Craig, Ashley Ryan, Nanine W, Stephanie K, Aaron K, Darth A, Richard R. Finky, Kenny S. Sydney. Sydney S. S, Tito G, Mickey C, Logan D, Stephen F. Those are the top tier patrons. We love you, and we couldn't do this without you. Uh, We'll see you next week. Tommy, I'll see you. Later, bud. Ha ha ha!